Now, I want you to go with me, please, to, to Proverbs 24. We're going to receive tonight's offering, and then I'm just going to, I'm going to teach this and see where we go tonight with this. I'm going to teach you tonight on the blood and the sword. And there's a lot of people that are watching. A lot of people will pick this up by archive. Hallelujah. But this is something that I believe that we need. And uh, we need to reaffirm and re reassure ourselves regarding the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and also the sword, the sword of the Spirit. Amen? Uh, I believe that's going to help us. Praise God. Especially after what we've been through. You know, when I said it would be notorious November, you know, you could have picked that up as if that was negative. I don't know whether it was positive or negative. But even talking to the Lord about it the last couple of days, I still believe it is notorious November. And so we're going to see things played out. Praise God. Say this with me. I am led by the Spirit. <laughs> Say it again. I am led by the Spirit. All righty, so look at this. Be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their minds plot oppression and devise violence. And their lips talk of causing trouble and vexation. I'm going to read that again. Now, this is just an offering message. <laughs> I won't keep you long tonight. I'll take this, the, long, the length I went this morning off tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'll let you out by 10. Be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. All right. That's it. Be not envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. For their minds plot oppression and devise violence, and their lips talk of causing trouble and vexation. And then it goes right into verse 3. It's like, I don't know, it's like segue. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, a family built. And by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge shall its chambers of every area be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. For by wise counsel you can wage your war. Underline that word war or highlight it for me, please. For by wise counsel you can wage your war. And in an abundance of counselors, there is victory and safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opens not his mouth in the gate where the city rulers sit in judgment. Then we come right back to what we seem to have left off in verse 2. He who plans to do evil will be called a mischief maker. The plans of the foolish and the thought of foolishness are sin, and the scoffer is an abomination. And this is the scripture that I spoke to you about this morning, and I'd like you to take it, highlight it, because it is our responsibility. Look at this. If we faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, there's no way that I can get around that verse. I can hold you, hug you, 
rub you, tell you for three days that I love you. But the truth remains that if you faint in the day of adversity, it is the revealing that your strength was small. So we seem to in the church have happed it, we've happed this up. Oh, for goodness sake, don't be so strong. I mean, have a heart, man. But that's the type of thing that has brought weakness into the church. How many people would accept that? We, we have brought this weakness into the church by happing up, covering wrongs. And I know we're to overlook it, all of those different things. I, I can nearly hear you preaching back at me. <laughs> but I think that we can take that too far also because our job, even as parents, is not to make our children weak. How many moms and dads would agree with that? We're to make them strong, right? Like the Heavenly Father, when you're weak, he is strong. Let the weak say, isn't that good? So as our children are growing up, we make them say certain things. I know that's horrible. But we make them say certain things. You know, mom will, well, well, completely and utterly is that, no, we're not going to talk like that. How many people believe that's a good thing? Why? Because we're sowing to their future. <laughs> One day when we're not there, we're believing that they will remember how to stay strong when adversity hits and how to use their mouths correctly to assist in the victory. Hallelujah. So let's, let's keep going now. Deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter. If you profess ignorance and say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs and ponders the heart perceive and consider it? And he who guards your life, does not he know it? And shall not he render to you and every man according to his works? Everybody say, ouch, right there. Verse 14 says this, So shall you know skillful and godly wisdom to be thus to your life. If you find it, then shall there be a future and a reward. So I want you to declare this over your life. I have a future and I have a reward. How many people receive that? Let me see your hands. Come on, everybody. Now work, work the spirit of faith with me. I have a future and I have a reward. And your hope and your expectations shall not be cut off. How many people have ever heard me say that in this church? All the time. Why do I say it all the time? Because Paul Brady has to say it all the time. I declare it all the time. My expectation will not be cut off. I will not. I will not. You know, you have a lot of people, you will hear them say things like this. You know, well, I just, I just don't want the rug pulled out from beneath my feet again. Well, your declaration is that the rug will never be pulled out from beneath your feet. 
that you're planted on solid ground, that no matter what wind blows around your house, your house is going to stand because your house is upon the Word. You see, but it's just, it's so hard, it's so tight. It's like there's no room for error. Well, how many of you would like to fly on an airplane tonight to Dallas with room for error? No, 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 let's just be real with each other. Because it seems to be that the only area that there's supposed to be room for error is when it comes to our walk with the Lord or with church or with our, you know, Everybody understands what I'm talking about. So I, I, I don't want the captain on the airplane to have any error. Uh, I, I don't want the people that are installing something new in my home to leave any room for error. So they come and they hang a new TV, and there's supposed to be 12 screws, and they put in six. It'll be fine. It's up. But a lot of people live their life like this. We get 12 scriptures, we use six. I'm waiting for a big amen. amen. We think that somehow, somewhere, the breakthrough is going to come just by being fearfully and wonderfully made. You said it. I believe it. <laughs> and God says, I give you 12 screws, but you only used six. <laughs> and that's why the TV fell off the wall. It wasn't the devil. <laughs> All right, the TV fell off the wall and hit the dog. And now we don't only need a new TV, we have vet bills for the dog. A new dog. <laughs> no, once these ones are gone, they're gone. It's all over. Praise the Lord. Say this, I'm getting wiser. Come on, are you glad you came tonight? Come on, say it, I'm getting wiser. Amen. I, and I know I can bind the devil, but, but I know that wisdom is the principal thing. It didn't say that binding the devil was the principal thing. Right? <laughs> so say this, going into 23, things are about to change in my life. Things that I did in 22 that weren't so hot. <laughs> I'm not going to do those in 23. <laughs> I know some of you are like, oh, Lord, is this all he got tonight? No, this is only the offering. <laughs> Say this, 23 is going to be the most blessed year of my life. A year of accumulation. Come on. A year of acquisition. How many people believe that? A year that we can pay bills on time. 
every time and never miss a payment. How many people know for some people that's a good place to start? I declare over you that you'll never be late with your mortgage payment again. Amen. Now, but that is just a declaration. <laughs> You're like, I received it. It's a declaration. It's my declaration, but it has to be your revelation. That you can't spend the house payments money Or you findeth yourself on the street. When you spendeth money <laughs> that is for something elseth, then unfortunately you become troubled. Well, how long can you go without paying your mortgage payment? I mean, if we can get four months of not paying it and still not be put on the street, it's worth to take the risk. There was a billboard. <laughs> I know there's, a, you're so, some of you are like, I know there's a devil in here somewhere. I tell you, I tell you, I bind that devil off him, that pastor in the name of Jesus. I mean, I know that pastor's supposed to be really nice. There was a billboard in Balamina, Northern Ireland, and we would drive around. It was the same place every year. You would just drive around, and there it would be, is that the majority of people, it said, the majority are three paychecks away from homeless, homelessness. That was in Northern Ireland. And every time I saw that billboard, I would say, that'll never be me. I want you to lift your hands and say it. That will never be Come on, say it like you mean it. That will never. Come on, everybody, say it like you mean it. That will never be me. Say wisdom is building within me to know exactly what to do and when to do it. Come on, how many people know all it takes is one witty invention. All it takes is one word from God and everything changes. Come on, just receive it right now. Just one word from God and everything changes. The Bible tells you why I read the whole thing tonight was the Bible tells you to stay away from certain folks and to get with other folks. There's a reason for that. It's because when you get with the wise, you become wise. Well, I just need somebody to tell me the secret of prosperity. A lot of people that have found the secret of prosperity are not going to share that information. How do I word that? Casting pearl before swine. I was going to use that, and I was going to use something else, but that was better. It's like we always want somebody to tell us how to make it better now. But truly, if you're not building character, they will help you get it fixed now, but without your character to sustain the fix, yes. it will be broken 
very soon again. How many people believe that was a good message right there? So I would say at times through the years, I said, why don't, why don't they just tell me? I remember sitting with my pastor across the dinner table, and I asked him one time, this was many years ago, and I says, what can you tell me that I can avoid going through some of the things that you went through that'll get me ahead of the game? And I know he, he, he wanted to talk for a little bit, but, but he really looked at me, and, and I, I can't say that I was just jubilant. <laughs> and he was like, Paul, I, I can't tell you that. Now, I, I believe that we can tell certain things. We can say certain, certain things. But we can't do it for you. And really, when we ask those sort of questions, what we're really wanting is for somebody to do it for me. Just somebody shift the responsibility, even momentarily. And then we can go to bed happy because at least we have been told the secret of success. But if you were told the secret of success tonight, which you have been told many times from the word, wisdom. If you were told the secret of success tonight and you were given even a plan, there is, I know not here, other churches, but there would be a good possibility that a good percentage of people would not even stick to the plan because it becomes a little laborious. <laughs> How many people knows that discipline is, is really boring? It's like to be disciplined, it's just so boring. We like to be a little spicy in life, right? I mean, it's like, why do the same things twice? Come on, baby, let's shake it a little bit. I declare over you that wisdom is coming to you. Stronger than you've ever known. Greater than what you've ever known. More apparent for wise dealings, understandings. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 So we bind the spirit of death off our lives. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of poverty off our lives. But binding the spirit of poverty and then releasing the wisdom for prosperity is what we really need to do. Just not binding the spirit of poverty. Now, how many people would agree we've been good at that? That's all we do. We bind the spirit of poverty and wait for the mother load to drop on us. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> it's the truth. We think that goose is going to lay that golden egg. 
amen, from a great height, but we don't have that type of liability insurance <laughs> for a golden egg just to land right on your lap. But I know that something's cooking. You may not have what you believe you should have yet, but through wisdom, a house is built. I'm going to say it again. Through wisdom, a house is built. Go say it one more time. Through wisdom, a house is built. So just pray with me in the spirit just for a couple of minutes because some of you need certain things. Some of you need a house. Some of you need furniture. Some of you need certain things. Come on, let's just get in agreement with each other right now. <laughs> oh, God, the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, the gold is his. The silver is his. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. He can get us plane tickets. He can he can get us vacations. He can come on everybody. He can Come on, he can get you. I mean, he's the shepherd. Hallelujah. So very powerful. Say this, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Isn't that good? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. <laughs> Woo! Psalm 92, he anoints me with fresh oil. Fresh oil. Come on, just say that, fresh. just sense a very heavy anointing. Praise God. Come on a Sunday night flow. We can do whatever we need to do tonight. Hallelujah. 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 The revelation to your next step in God is what would you do if you had all the money to do it with? If you had everything that you needed and you had surplus and millions, the thing that you would do next is what you should do next even if you don't have it. 
Because money does not determine the plan and the purpose of God. I receive this. The productivity of your heart actually is what leads people into business. That's what you love to do. And that's what you give to others, and it makes you money. We're not trying to get money just anyway. We want to get money the best way. So what would you do if you had all the money that you ever needed? And you could do anything that you desired to do, like Mr. Musk buying Twitter. What would you do? Just take two minutes, you and the Lord, right now. What would you do? What would you do? What would you waken up to tomorrow? Would you still live in the same house that you're in? Or would that change? Would you still drive the same car that you drive? Or would that change? I'm driving the car that I know that I desired and the Lord wanted me to have. I wouldn't change it for nothing. I'm in the car. If I had everything that I needed tomorrow, I'm in the car that I wanted. Are you in the one that you want? It's gone quiet in here. Because many people ask me, what do you think I should do, Pastor Paul? And I'll ask you, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to do? And why are you not doing it? That's just it. Why are you not doing it? Starts tonight. Man, I feel the spirit of faith in this room. Feel the spirit of faith. May the keep free for us to monitor for mana. May on You go to heaven and you tell the Lord that you didn't do it because you didn't have the money to do it, the Lord will look at you. And he will say, What do you mean you didn't have the money to do it? I gave you faith. I sent Jesus to be made unto you wisdom. Now I'm just telling you what the Lord tells me. And if the Lord does me this way, I'm just going to do you this way too. How many people's receiving something? You're going to put up your hand regardless. Because you don't want to look like 
the upstanter. See, everything changes tonight. I didn't think this was going to take so long, this offering, Lord. You getting anything? Now go with me to Isaiah, please. Or Isaiah. What do you say here? Isaiah. Is it not better sounding Isaiah? So look at this. Wait. Oh, Lord. Oh, 55, sorry. I thought you were all led by the Spirit. Isaiah 55, and the first word, just right out of the gate, wait. I don't want to wait. I need it now. Wait and listen. All right, there's two instructions. Everyone who is thirsty, any thirsty people in here? Come to the waters. Where were the men taken that were with Gideon? Judges 6. To the waters. And it left 300 to fight and get the victory from 32,000. How many people thank God that you're part of the 300? Come on, this, this take it right now. I take it. Because See this, I will lay up an inheritance for my children's children. <clears throat> oh, the spirit of faith is here. Say it. I will lay up an inheritance for my children's children. So come to the waters. Come by and eat. Yes, come by. I love this in the Amplified. Priceless spiritual wine and milk without money and without price. Simply for the self-surrender, underline that, that accepts the blessing. Well, I declare over you that we are a people that have accepted the blessing. And that the blessing of the Lord in Proverbs 10, 22, maketh truly rich and adds no sorrow, neither will toiling increase it. So there are things that we have to receive that will help the works of our hands. So that we're just not working, 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 working. Say this, the blessing, the blessing is upon me. I have the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, revelation of the Lord. Say it again, I have the spirit of wisdom, Woo, revelation. Woo, praise God. Wow, praise the Lord. Now look at this in verse 3. Incline your ear, submit and consent to the divine will, and come to me. Hear, and your soul will revive. And I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you, even the sure mercy, kindness, goodwill, and compassion promised to David. Behold, I have appointed him, David, as a representative of the Messiah, to be a witness who shall testify of salvation to the nations. 
Praise the Lord. Look at this in verse 6. Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord, while he may be found, claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. Verse 7. Let the wicked, remember those people we were talking about in Proverbs 24? Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord. And he will have love, pity, and mercy for him, and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. Now we go in now to what we know and what we confess and what we declare, right? Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give, look at this, it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. I receive this. Say this with me. I will never be without seed to sow. How many people thank God for that right now? Come on. Let's just thank him. Thank him that we will never be out. Then there's a time of offering. There's a time of giving. There's a need that you see that needs to be met. You will never be without seed or the means to meet the need. How many people know that that will bring a tremendous joy to your life? To be able to turn around and just meet a need. How many people is looking forward to that? How many people believe you can do that? I believe it. That we can turn around at any time and just meet a need. Look at that. And you don't even have to think because you know it's in your heart that the Spirit of the Lord said that if it's within your power to sort that, go ahead and do it. Isn't that beautiful? So that's where Corinthians comes in, right? Where it says that you will need no aid or support. That you will be furnished in abundance. Now you remember that abundance we talked about a few weeks ago? How many people has been doing your abundance? Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope so. Smith Wigglesworth got out of bed every day and danced for at least 10 minutes, full on. And look what he accomplished. Say this, miracles, miracles. Signs, signs, and wonders are taking place in my life. In Jesus' name. <laughs> okay, back up a few pages here to Isaiah 50. I'm just, just going to go with the Lord here. Still glad you came. Yeah. Verse 4. The servant of God says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of a disciple and of one who is taught that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as a disciple as one who is taught. The Lord God has opened my ear 
right? And I have not been rebellious or turned backwards. Not amazing? All right, then, go to Judges 6. I guess we're in it, ladies and gentlemen. I dug a hole and I got to make something of it. Carla, so you want to come up and start playing, please? It'll make it easier on everybody. <laughs> Remember, people, thank God for Carlos. <laughs> you owe me. <laughs> All right, we're still in the offering message. The way things happened back here and the, the way is that it went from freedom to bondage to freedom, to bondage, to freedom. It went from people being raised up to get Israel, Israel free. And then people came along and got Israel bound again. And even when you, when you read the story of Gideon, and I know that we give him the, the benefit of a tremendous victory, but if you read the end of Judges 6, going into Judges 7, you'll see that Gideon actually did again what he freed the people from their fathers of. So you must watch in your life that you just don't take victories for granted. It's just not a one, you know, you have to watch your life every step of the way. There's no room for compromise. I know, Paul Brady, my God, this church would be five times the size if you, if you wouldn't minister like this. But what caliber of people do we want? I want it that you can pay your bills. I want it that you can believe God for your healing. I'm not looking everybody to become dependent on me. I'm looking for you to be dependent on the Word, the power of the Spirit. We're there for you. You know that. We're good for it. But I am no replacement to God. Under Moses, I mean, everything was done for the people. Under Joshua, now they had to do it. It was a change. It was a shift and it was hard on the folks. Because they were used to, I mean, walking out of your tent. And the whole ground is just covered in fresh bread from heaven. You don't even have to get in your car, go to the store. You didn't even have to pay money. I mean, 
I was going to say that's, that's living off the pig's back, but that, that wouldn't be right to say that. <laughs> unclean, unclean. <laughs> I mean, he flew in KFC every day. I mean, he looked after them well. Chapter 6, Judges. But the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of Midian, the Israelites made themselves dens, which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. For whenever Israel had sown their seed, the Midianites and the Malachites and the people of the east came up against them. They would encamp against them and destroy the crops as far as Gaza and leave no nourishment for Israel and no ox or sheep or donkey. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came like locusts for multitudes. Both they and their camels could not be counted, so they wasted the land as they entered it. I'd like you to underline that. They wasted the land. There was only one reason that this was happening. It was because of the rebellion. I just read it to you in Isaiah. But the Lord did not rebel against the purpose of his existence. And Israel had a purpose of their existence, of which they would rebel against the Lord. They made for themselves idols, all of these different things. And now look, it says here, and when they cried to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet. He didn't send a new crop. He didn't replace the crop. But you would think that he would do that for you, wouldn't you? But that's how we live. This is our thought patterns. We just think that he should sort it. Sort it. Right? Maybe it's just a few people. But after 23 years of pastoring, I can tell you the general consensus is that the Lord should fix this. But the Lord didn't fix it. Well, he did, but he had his own way of doing it. So he sent a prophet. Everybody lift your hand and say, get ready for the prophet. I'm serious now. Because God is going to give you wisdom on how to sort your life. I believe this with all my heart. He's coming to tell you how to do this. And the way that you do this is through wisdom. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And it can have no rebellion in it whatsoever. Look. And Israel was greatly impoverished, verse 6, because of the Midianites and the Israelites cried to the Lord. The Lord in verse 8 sent a prophet to the Israelites who said to them, Lust says the Lord, the God of Israel, 
I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, out of the hand of all who oppressed you, and drove them out from before you, and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God, fear not the gods of the Amorites. He already set them up in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. I declare over you from this night forth that you're going to hear his voice in a way that you have never heard his voice because you're going to incline your ear to him. Let me ask you now, just for the next two minutes, can I ask you honestly, have you done everything that you know to do for what you believe you should be doing? Because if you had all the money to do it, are you ready to do it? See, you thought I'd forgot about that other statement. Are you ready that if the money showed up, are you ready to execute? Are you skilled? Have you sought the face of God? First and foremost, have you sought the face of God? Have you taken every hour that you could diligently and stewarded it to seek his face for your future? Or are you still wanting someone else to tell you what your future is. Because if you're still waiting on someone else to tell you what your future is, you might as well go like Saul to the witch of Endor. Hello. Because when you're wanting a man to tell you and confirm to you what it is, then I can tell you, you have not been in the prayer closet with the Lord. Because the prayer closet will make you those three things. It will give you character, it will give you competence, and it will grow your capacity. Everybody say that with me. Character, competence, and capacity. Come on, one more time. Character, competence, and capacity. Let your hands and receive it in the name of Jesus. Still wanting somebody to open doors for me. God opens doors that no man can shut. Prove to me that you've been in the prayer closet. Prove to me that you're that worshiper that you say you are. Prove to me that you hold the throne of God and hold on to the horns of the altar. Prove to me that you commune with God every day of your life and that you know the intents and the thoughts of his heart. It's powerful, isn't it? They have no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Woo! No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I will show to be in the wrong. So, Father, tonight we just lift this up to you. Father, we just thank you that you're leading and guiding us. That, Father God, you're speaking to us, ministering to us. That, Father God, you're wooing us to yourself. And you're saying, look and look again. You're saying, listen and listen again. You're saying, open and open again. You're saying, yield and yield again. You're saying, surrender and surrender again. 
Oh, you're saying worship and worship again. You're saying, oh, Koposkanaya, Manzala Paprapadaini, Shukofriana, Manzila Paparano Sopriastai. And the Lord sent a prophet. And in verse 11, it says, Now the angel, capital A. This here is Yahweh. He shows up himself to sit under an oak tree to have a chat. Right place. Right time. There's people in this room tonight and those that are watching online. The Lord's waiting to have a chat with you. I know. How many people is going to keep that appointment? Just worship Him right now. Just worship Him. Just worship Him. Keep your eyes closed all over this room. If you're here tonight and you know that something has to shift in your life, I want you to stand to your feet. Every eye closed. I don't want anyone looking. Thank you for being obedient to the Lord. Thank you for responding. Pride will keep you in your chair. But you know that things need to shift and things need to shift financially. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just lift your hands and begin to worship Him. Simbrea mantra, Simbrea mano, Simbrea mandoro. Si prea paprastai, si prea mantra vostri. 
mind, you know, that things have to shift physically. You know that things have to shift relationally, and the wisdom of God is rising within you, rising within you. Everybody pray in the Spirit. Come on, I believe this is the Lord tonight. I believe this is the Lord tonight. So lift your hands and say this with me. I believe tonight that things shift within me. Wisdom rises within me. And I hear what I need to hear. Regardless of my circumstance and my present situation, I hear. Now look at me that those also just for a minute or two, stay on your feet. Some of you are believing for a house. I remember Karen mostly saying to me one day, she said, do you know that things speak to you? Things shout at you. If you will listen, you will hear things talk to you. The house we're in today, I heard it shout at me. Tried to get away from us. Sold out from beneath us, but it came back to us two or three weeks later. And we got it for less than what the price was two to three weeks before. We're in the season where we need to listen to what is being said. 
It's okay. It's okay. Wow. I sense prayer on that. For this, I remember Brother Copeland saying this many, many, many years ago, and Carmel Self never forgot it, and we've, we've tried our best to live by this principle, is that when you don't know what to do, you do nothing until you do know. And God will honor that. Rather than you getting into a duck, a fix, paddling, everything looks calm above the water, but everything's just paddling and beneath it. You do nothing. Now, when I say to a saint, do nothing, what I'm saying is you're waiting on the Lord. And the waiting in the Lord, on the Lord, is not you just sitting there doing nothing that you are pursuing the Lord, seeking his face, and that you are giving every hour, even in the area of a job, that if you do not have a job, you should get up. Remember Brother Savell? When he had no job, <laughs> when he went into the ministry even, he got up like he had an office. And he told his body, even in the mornings when he showered, I will stand on the edge of the tub. You will not dictate to me. And if body you fall over, you will hurt yourself. So it is in your interest not to fall. That's how serious he was to fulfilling the plan of God. And he would spend from 9 o'clock to 5 every day in the Word. Like he was in the office and he was in a job. He spent all that time. And the rest is history. So how many people know there's going to be a few changes in your house? Hallelujah. Because we're just not going to wait for this thing to fall on us anymore. And we're going to be actively pursuing Him who reveals all in all to us. Because if He says wisdom is the principal thing, then that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what's going to happen in our lives. And you're going to live in the goodness of God, and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, everybody. Amen. 
And instead of somebody having to send you on vacation, you're going to have money to send them on vacation. Amen. You're going to be the one. But I'm talking now. I'm not talking about the long haul. I'm talking about now. So let's just bring it to the Lord tonight. Father, I was going to speak on the blood and the sword. And you had stuff you needed to say before that. And I know there's somebody in this room so desperately needed this tonight, Father. Because change needs to happen. And our takeaway from this tonight is this. Stop trying to get out of a man what God has already placed within you. I'm going to say that again. Stop trying to get it out of a man when God has already placed it within you to know what to do. Man will help you. Man will teach you. Man will mentor you. Man will do all these different things. But you have to know within your own heart that this is the way. And I will walk this way. I give the Lord thanks right now. Come on, give the Lord thanks. And honor.